Alright, welcome to this week's episode of the Pecan Dandies. My name is Sam. I'm Jacob. And we are back with you. Uh, we Today we're going to start the show off. We're just going to recap a lot of our stuff from last week. We're going to go over our high five and recap the Oscar winners. We've got a lot of stuff to go over. Um, so first off, we're going to go over our high five. Um, this week I went 4-1. and one. Did pretty well. Got UCLA, got the Cavs, Kentucky, Spurs. I lost the Iowa-Maryland matchup. I went 3-2. Not terrible. Cavs, Iowa, Iowa Spurs. I got that Iowa upset. That was nice. I was too confident on Arizona and Florida. Yeah. I was real confident on those. Confident on those on those upsets. No, Florida was ranked higher. Yeah, confident on those upsets. But you know, We're, first week I won pick. I won the high five. Jacob did though win the Oscars. I'm kind of mad about that. Past cinema major, he beat me. He beat me. I'll give it to him. Um, he won. Uh, he got screenplay right. Um, I missed both screenplays. Surprisingly, he got uh, best original screenplay for Moonlight and best adapt. No, sorry, best adapted screenplay for Moonlight and best original screenplay for uh, Manchester by the Sea. Also won best documentary. OJ Made America, which I was very shocked by. Um, but ESPN's making moves. ESPN's Before you know it, Disney's gonna own everything. Disney's gonna own everything. But uh, I did. I I went with La La Land. I got the La La Land best director best. Uh, Best cinematography for La La Land. I won those two, but big kind of shock. We both missed uh, best actress, which was I mean, it was Stone. Was kind of a I don't know. She was good. We we watched it. You, you saw how upset I was about it. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the surprise of the night. I don't know if you watched, but they call up La La Land. We we watched it together. We're like, all right, we we already knew Jacob won. We were in shock when it happened. We saw it, and then they go Moonlight. So we we both missed Moonlight out. So he. He beat me by one pick, one pick. So I had it wrapped up at that point. It was it was cherry on top at this point, but it is, it was, that was something. I needed, I needed Isabel. I needed Isabel Bear to win to then to tie to tie at least. So that was your big dark horse of the night. That was my too. that was my dark horse, the French darling Isabel. Um, but speaking of the Oscars, speaking of that crazy ending, a lot of people have been coming out crazy crazy conspiracy theories. Um, a lot of people say Leo was behind it. Warren Beatty was behind it. I say none of that. It was all about, I think the Academy did it. The Academy planted themselves. Planted themselves. What do you think? What do you got? It's the perfect plan. Why would they do it, though? Think about it. I mean, you got, so, the Oscars since 2008 have some of the lowest views. Lowest views across the world. 32, 32 million views in 2008. Record low. This year... 32.9 million viewers. I think a lot of the producers saw what was going on, and they're like, we gotta, we got to do something. So they, they put that spark in there so they can bring back reassurance for next year. This is plausible. This is plausible. This is one that's... Cir- my, my theory has been circular, circulating around the Internet for the past few days. It really makes sense. I think Matt Damon... Yours is like... Matt I bet, Damon's a Russian sleeper spy. Yours is like, I bet OJ's brother did it. <laughs> OJ's brother did it. It was OJ's did son. Do it. it was OJ's, OJ's son. son did I bet it. it was OJ's son. My theory, Matt Damon is a Russian sleeper spy. He achieved two goals for this one. One, took away from a little bit from the collusion with the United States and Russia. And two, we know about Matt Damon's ongoing feud with Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Maybe. That was just... That was the cherry on the top put right there, Jimmy, too. Put Jimmy in that bad situation. Yeah. Whether or not it's real, who knows? I also saw that, like, Ben Affleck was going to be behind it. Like, because they didn't like the accountant. That movie oh. he was in. <laughs> his, 
Ben Affleck got zero love for the accountant. He had to know. And he's like, apparently, yeah, and like the accountant, he's like this like really like kind of like sketchy guy. He's not like a sketchy guy, but he's like this very intricate guy who does all these back shady deals for all these governments and stuff. And like, Matt, uh, Ben Affleck steals the cards and like that. But no, I think the Academy did it inside job. They that's, did. It. That's bold. It's positive. A lot of people. A lot of people think. Uh, a lot of people think Leonardo DiCaprio did it, but. Oh, I don't get the Leo theory. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they shunned him for so long. I saw one. Yeah, that, that was the thing behind it. I saw one. It was like Emma Stone did it. It's like why? Why would she? Why would she? I mean, she could switch it. And be like, so La, La Land would win, but then someone would be like, uh, they got the wrong card. Personally, I don't think she really cared that much if they won this whole. Yeah, we, we talked about that a little bit too. I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of like the cherry. Uh, I feel like it's the cherry on top. You know, like she got the best actress, but she really cares more about the the film winning it all. It's like, yeah, you're you're good. You're the MVP, but like, you know, that I feel like that's more of like directors and stuff. I feel like an actor is okay, take it home, doing their part. A little more selfish actors. We were gonna say, yeah. Um, so those are our, those are our, uh, Oscar conspiracy theories. Um, next thing we're gonna switch it up. Uh, talk a little politics. I don't know if you guys noticed this last last week. Uh, we saw that Ted Nugent and Kid Rock. Are possible names for the Senate race in Michigan in 2018. Holy cow. Can you imagine those two goons in Washington? They certainly, they certainly, I know they wouldn't run against each other. So those are two of the most quote-unquote red-blooded Americans <laughs> out there. <laughs> but here, this, is what, this is what Ted Nugent said when, uh, when asked about like Trump winning. He says, Though we dodged the toxic bullet on November 8th and showed that, that, that the real Michigan is bright red, the embarrassing high crime blue smudges in the state must be fixed and removed ASAP, as soon as possible. That is... That's Ted, Ted Nugent, Nugent, man. Ted Nugent is... He's your crazy uncle at Thanksgiving. That he, He's your crazy uncle Earl. Yeah. Hey Earl, how you doing? That's, you don't want to talk to him. And then like, yeah, and then he goes off and sings like Cat Scratch Fever. He's he's your uncle that killed his own dinner and brought it, cooked it up, <laughs> cooked up his own squirrel instead of eating the turkey. Uh, Ted, we have turkey for everybody. Oh, no, it's good. I don't believe in that government turkey. <laughs> it's good. I got ferret. It's okay. Um, so yeah, possibly Ted Nugent, who's who's an older gentleman, fit right in there, you know, with Trump's old plan. But I think the more shocking one is Kid Rock. Imagine Kid Rock. Going in and being a senator. Kid Rock is seems to be one of the trashiest <laughs> celebrities there is. I, remember I can't imagine how he would conduct himself on the Senate floor. Bomb diddy bomb bang and Oh man. I mean the man the man has made his career off his dirty hair and Well the 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 crazier thing about Kid Rock is that his name actually got mentioned at the Michigan Republican Party convention. They're like this guy, Kid Rock. We don't even know his real name. Like this guy, Kid Rock. He's gotta, he's gotta take the spot yeah, of. Is uh, his real name. He was born that way. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Comes out of the womb. That's Kid Rock right there, man. That is Kid Rock. His parents were actually gonna name him Stephen, but they saw, they saw he came out with a full mullet, and they just knew. <laughs> uh, a little more, a little more about Kid Rock. Yes, Kid Rock is pro-Trump, and a lot of the, the bad stuff that I was coming about about Kid Rock, is he had all this like terrible like Trump merch that was like. Had hats that said "Make America Badass Again," and he. This is my favorite one. He has a shirt that says "Arnold Trump" with the D missing, and it, and it says the D is missing because it's in every hater's mouth. 
Fun fact. That's a class act running in 2018 for your Michigan senator. People. Here's something interesting. He actually appeals to quite a large crowd. Democrat mm, and Republican. Right? My mom, my mom, hardcore liberal, <laughs> went to a Kid Rock concert a few months back. She said it was the most fun night of her life. What would you think about uh, what do you think about Garth Brooks running for Senate, wherever he's from? He's from Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma. And Garth Brooks actually might be too progressive for <laughs> Oklahoma. He's not he's not he's more of a pop country kind of guy. By the way, in case you guys don't know, he's my favorite of all and time. Jacob loves himself some Garth Brooks. He's gonna move down to Oklahoma and campaign for Garth. Garth is a little more I think Garth's a little too progressive. A little too for progressive. Oklahoma. Kid Rocksman, oh god. Kid Rock's been on the news for what? He's been so long, like five years. What a what a guy, what a guy. Kid Rock. Um and so we thought we saw this and we thought it'd be awesome to break down our top five people from Iowa that we would not want to see run in twenty eighteen for the Senate. So we got our top five right here. These people are from Iowa, um, born in Iowa, have large Iowa connections. Um, we're going to go five to one down the list. So my number five is Brandon Ralph. If you don't know who Brandon Ralph is, he was the guy who played Superman before Henry Cable. So I don't really trust him, you know. Kind of got that Superman franchise off the, off the rails. It's going to get Iowa off the rails. What do you got? Who's your five? Who's your five? Um, one guy that... People don't know is from Iowa. Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston. You probably don't know who Ron Livingston is. Have you ever seen Office Space? Ron Livingston is the guy from Office Space. He's, that is Ron Livingston. He's the guy from Office Space, yeah. Can you I mean, can you imagine him going to the Senate floor? You're that guy from Office Space, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about taxes. <laughs> oh man, you got a serious case of the Mondays. <laughs> Alright, alright, alright. Fiscal responsibility. My number four, who actually, who actually would be, I don't know, he'd just be, he'd be a nut. He'd be like that guy in the Senate in like the 1800s where like he jumps over the rail and beats one of those guys with his, with his, with his cane. It's Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, think of Iowa. I mean, number one, you think Herbert Hoover. Think of Iowa. <laughs> but number two, you think of Tom Arnold, the crazy, crazy Tom Arnold. Shout out West Branch Bears. Shout out West Branch Bears. But Tom Arnold... Running for Senate, I mean, I know, I know he is a little more progressive, but he's he's a nut, man. He's he was on a whole bunch of drugs in the '90s. Him and Roseanne, it's just you know a little little, little nutty that that Tom Arnold. Who you got? Who's your four? Lara Flynn Boyle Lara is Flynn from Boyle. Iowa. Twin Peaks. You guys remember Twin Peaks? I, I was a little young. Twin Peaks. They're making it. They're making. They are. They're coming back. 2017. We'll preview Twin Peaks. She was always just a little bit annoying. I don't know. Not that many celebrities from Iowa. Yeah, right. We're we're pretty slim pickings here. <laughs> so we got number three. Uh, if you're if you're familiar with the backup quarterback world, we got my boy Kyle Orton. Ugh. Kyle Orton's from Iowa. I didn't I didn't know that till about you know twenty four hours Altoona, ago. Altoona, Iowa. That's where he's from. <laughs> he's from. It. He's from. Born right there on Adventureland Park. Uh, so we got Kyle Orton, huge backup quarterback across the two thousands. You know what we don't need in the Senate. We don't need a backup. We need a main guy. We need, we need a we need a paid manning. We need a we need a sheriff. Who's your three? Speaking of Kyle's, I'm gonna jump right in with Kyle Corver. <laughs> Kyle Corver is the kind of guy that would jump to California the second the second he got the chance. There's nothing Iowa about Kyle. Nothing Iowa. He's a finesse guy. Creighton. Creighton. He's a finesse guy. And then my number two. Uh, I got Steve King, the representative Steve King. If you don't know who Steve King is, 
he is a crazy man. He was voted, I believe, top five worst senator, the worst uh, congressmen in the whole United States. He's been a nut job for as long as I can remember. Steve King's a racist. He's a, a dummy. He's the only, he's actually the only uh, congressman, one of like three or four congressmen in the country that stood by Trump. Trump's claims of three million illegals voting. That is the kind of guy Steve King is. That's the guy I don't want running for Senate. Obviously, he probably won't run for Senate because he'll he'll keep his his Congress, he'll keep his representativeship keep going. So, uh, he keeps getting reelected. I don't know how, but you think I would be be more progressive? But you know, who knows? Who's your two? This one's more of a personal thing for me. I don't want. This is more for the sake of this person. I don't want Sean Johnson. Being corrupted by the government. Olympic gold medalist Sean Olympic Johnson. Olympic gold medalist Sean Johnson is just too pure to work in the government. She's, she's too pure? She's too pure. She's, she's just the purest individual in this country. And we should keep her as far away from politics as possible. We don't need that corruption so, in Sean Johnson. So you're going like a little more of like, you know, like an, ethic, an yes, ethics thing. I don't... It's... Hers, it's like her she would, like you think she'd be it would, good. It would ruin her. I, I think, think she'd, she'd, she'd be okay. She'd be fine. But if she she gets in the wrong hands, it would ruin her though. It would ruin her. That's sad, Sean Johnson. And my number one person from Iowa who I do not want to see run for Senate in twenty eighteen is Joni Ernst. Joni <laughs> Ernst. Well, uh, she kind of we got a shocker race like couple uh, last couple years when she when she ran against Bruce Braley. She won. Now let's see if she can do it again. I don't want to see her in here. She's a nut too. I, Western Iowa is full of nuts. My grandmother's there. I'm sorry, Grandma. Grandma Glass, if you're listening, you're not a nut. If you're from Western Iowa and you're not a nut, I'm sorry. But There are people saying Joni... People are already popping up Joni Ernst's name for 2024. 20? God help, our, God help us. But people... I've heard this. My last pick for people from Iowa that I don't want to be senator. Did you guys know Kevin Love is from Iowa? Kevin no, Love, basketball player? Not that Kevin Love. Oh, no. Kevin Love, race car driver. <laughs> 37 years old, was born in Des Moines, Iowa. He race he races in the truck series. <laughs> he's not even he's not even the top level racer. You heard it here folks. You heard it here first, folks. The truck driving Kevin Love. Don't know anything about him. I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to add that in there. Just wanted to throw in a little curveball. Um, but now, we got a little sad there about people we don't want to see in the Senate. But now we're going to bring up um, two celebs or two people from Iowa that we, we'd love to see in the next Senate who are born in Iowa. Um, I'm just going to name my first two right off the bat here. I got Elijah Wood and I got Cloris Leachman. Got two ends of the spectrum. Elijah Wood's a very young guy, very hip guy. Just saw him in a movie on Netflix. I don't belong in this, I feel like I don't belong in this world anymore. Awesome. Go watch it on Netflix. But Elijah, what? Who is one Frodo? Who is one Frodo in, in the Senate? And tell us who this other guy is. Cloris Leachman? I've never heard of Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman is a woman. First there you of all, go. First of all, <laughs> Cloris Leachman is a woman. She's amazing. She was on Mary Tyler Moore's show. Um, more recent, I mean, she's, she's 90 years old. So that could be a problem. She, she could kick it for a couple years in the Senate. And then we'd have to say bye-bye to Cloris Leachman. But I think she could kick it for, like, you know, at least at least, at least, least 10 years, I think. I think, oh. she, I think she could get to 100. She'll see out Trump's presidency. She'll kick it a little. She'll kick it. Um, but uh, for those who don't know who Cloris Leachman is, if you're 
Well, I mean, if you're like a millennial like us, she was in the show Raising Hope. She was she was Mama on Raising Hope. Okay, That's now I know. Now I know. <laughs> now you know. The more you know. All right, who's, who's your two celebs you want to see? This first guy is a guy that I guarantee you, all across the state, he could sign up to run for Senate right now, wouldn't even have to campaign. Dan Gable. If Dan Gable wanted a seat in the Senate, Joni Ernst would get out of the way. Dan Gable could take it. Dan Gable would full Nelson her straight out of that, straight out of the Senate. To be fair, Full Nelson's illegal. He would give her half Nelson. Who cares? But Dan Gable is the kind of... He's what people say Trump is. Dan Gable's <laughs> a real American. And Ashton Kutcher is my other pick. Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher actually... The Clear could, Creek boy. Ashton Kutcher actually could have a future in politics. He's been working... He's actually like a software... Uh, he like heads a software company now. That actually is leading the fight against uh, child, child sex trafficking. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's pretty intense. He's actually... One of the smartest celebrities in Hollywood. You wouldn't know it by watching his movies and stuff. Yeah, right? You wouldn't think of him that semi show getting stoned. His smartest project might be The Ranch. <laughs> not bad. The, the Ranch oh. is not bad. You heard it here first. You're, you heard it here first. Jacob defends The Ranch on Netflix. It's not terrible. It's not what's, just... your, what's your Rotten Tomato scores of The Ranch? Uh, it's, like, it's like a 45 or something like that. 45? That's horrible. This guy, Sam Elliott, is a legend. Deborah Winger and Sam Elliott are absolute gems. If I saw, they can keep the show afloat. If I saw forty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, that's a that might not be forty-five. That's a definite not watch. It's a definite. Not I checked. Watch. A, you know, I was running out of things to watch. There's a billion. We're just gonna it's move a past. fifty-six. We're gonna which move, isn't as bad. We're gonna move this. We're gonna move past. Um, it's just March. March is starting. Our two greatest things about March are we got two films we, we want to really talk about coming out in March. We got Logan, which is coming out, which I believe was previewing yesterday and will be out um, today. We also got Beauty and the Beast, March 17th. Talk a little bit about Logan. I'm not a huge fan of X-Men, you know, all that comic book. Nonsense. Personally, I mean, I'm, I'm a Batman guy. Personally, I'm more of a Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah, kind of MCU guy. kind of guy. But I think that Fox has figured it out. They originally when they released when they were making Deadpool, they were a little they were concerned that the country didn't want an R rated ultra violent movie. Ultra violent superhero movie. We're not ready for an R rated superhero. But we and were then Deadpool comes out. Deadpool comes and it out. made a ton of money and got incredible reviews. And then that's when Fox realized they can make rated R movies, but the Marvel movies cannot. Any Disney property is not allowed to make something uh, rated R. So I mean, they probably are, but I mean, Disney does not allow it. It's in their rules. Yeah, MCU cannot make a rated R movie. Legally, they could if they change their policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Disney policy to not make anything rated R. So now I think with Logan is also getting good early reviews. I think that Fox Fox has been flying behind a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Fox has found the way to catch back up to Marvel, and it's really more simple than they thought. And I think Logan, I've heard good things about Logan, but I think Logan could be a big step in that. Cool. Jacob, Jacob's got Logan. I, I mean, I, I honestly, I won't see a Logan, but you know, I will see, I will see Beauty and the Beast. Oh. I love myself a music, a movie musical, especially a live action movie musical. If you haven't seen Jungle Book, go see Jungle Book. It's awesome. It's on Netflix. Eat yourself a Shere Khan. I'm ranting about Jungle Book. Okay. But Beauty and the Beast, March 17th. Um, I'm really excited about this movie. 
I'm not I'm not excited about for I'm not excited about Bell and Beast. I'm literally I'm excited about Cogsworth. I'm excited about Lumiere. Cogsworth is gonna be played by none other than Ian McKellen. Great choice, obviously. And then Ewan McGregor, my my man, Ewan McGregor, train spotting. He's got a killer, killer spring. He's got train spotting two coming out, and he's Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast. Train spotting two came out in January. But it hasn't hit white theaters yet. How excited are you about Gaston? Yes, if you do not know, <laughs> if you did not know, me and Jacob were in the we were freshmen. We were in the Beauty the West Branch High Beauty and the Beast rendition. Gabe Roche, if you're listening, shout out to the Beast. I played LeFou, Gaston's sidekick, which is actually really interesting. We're talking about LeFou because I just read a couple days ago that Billy Condon, the director, um, who is an openly gay man says there is an exclusively gay moment in Beauty and the Beast where, like, LeFou has, like, this kind of, like, heated moment with Gaston. And if you don't know who LeFou is, um, LeFou is, like, Gaston, who's the uh, main antagonist in the film. It's, like, his, little, his, like, his henchman. There's um, always some gay undertones there. I mean... I never, I mean... It's, it was always kind of like... It was, I always thought it was kind of like a... He, like, looked up to him. It was kind of like a big brother thing. But they're probably like the same age, but he was just like really short and he was like really tall. But who'd you play in Beauty and the Beast? I was a wolf. That's <laughs> I chased Belle's dad. And I had I had one big line. I said, I'll get the knife. I'll get the and knife. And it became somewhat of a meme for a year or so. <laughs> it was kind of a popular slogan. It's kind of my one shining moment. It became a meme around West Branch. It kinda did. It was my one shining moment for a while. I played LeFou. I played LeFou. No one's slick as Gaston. I had, I had my I had my one shining moment. A couple years later, I redeemed myself. Oh, boy. <laughs> in, uh, in Tarzan. Tarzan. Jane's dad. Porter. Jane's Porter. All right. Um, enough of the glory days. Enough of the glory days. Enough of the glory days about freshman year of high school. That was one of time. Um, another thing I'm also really excited about is Stanley Tucci. I love Stanley Tucci. I don't know why I love Stanley Tucci so much. He's just amazing. He's in that new Betty and Jones show. Is he really? Yes. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about Stanley Tucci. He was in Spotlight. Love Spotlight. Love Stanley Tucci. He was also in, he plays like this just sassy man in Devil Wars Prada. And it's like my sister and my mom would always be watching that movie and I always see sassy Stanley Tucci up on the screen and be like, this guy's the man. But um, I'm excited about Stanley Tucci. He's playing a character they made for the film, which I'm excited about. I'm excited. There's going to be a lot of new music, a lot of old music, and a lot of new characters. It's going to be very nostalgic, but it's also going to be moving a little bit forward in that universe. I'm excited. I'm excited. If you could take a guess at how much money it's going to make in the box office, what would you guess? Over or under $500 Oh, That's about the number I'm saying. It's going to be right around there. I'm going to say, yeah, I'd say say like five seventy five. Yeah, I would give or take between four hundred and six hundred. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, I'm excited for it. Um, so now we are going to move on to our high five. So we changed up the name from last week. Um, the high five is the, is the five different games, kind of sports things going on in, uh, over the weekend and over the next, uh, over the first half of the week. Um, so it's called the high five now. That's what's going to go from now on. First game, UNC, home to Duke, the big tobacco road rivalry. What do you got? I do like North Carolina. In this you do like North I think Carolina? Duke's had their struggles. Duke's been struggling lately. So is North Carolina, though. <clears throat> Who do you got? You got North Carolina? Yes. I'm going to go with North Carolina as well. Um, they're home. Obviously, it's 
It doesn't really matter if it's a home game or away game. It's like a it's 25 like 20 minute, minutes, it's yeah. a 20-minute drive. Um, but I think North Carolina, they're going to be they're gonna be itching for a victory against the Rebels. It does matter home or away, though, because both, both those stadiums are pretty raucous. I, I mean, I think I think Duke's Duke's home stadium is a little more. Yeah. little more on the, the ruckus side. Um, Knicks Sixers. Knicks Sixers. Oh, boy. We Last got, time the Knicks and the Sixers played... My heart was broken. My main man, Mello, hits a game winner. Not happening this time. You're... Not happening this time. You know who's going to hit the game winner? There's a budding rivalry right now between Carmelo Anthony and TJ McConnell. <laughs> they've hit buzzer beaters uh, over each other in the past couple games they've played. TJ McConnell is coming from Mello's head this weekend. Because this is a podcast, you cannot see my face. But if you could see my <laughs> face, it is a look of disgust and confusion and just... TJ McConnell has proven himself in this McC- league. He belongs. He belongs. The Sixers are the goonies of the NBA. They never say die. And TJ is their leader. Oh, good lord. So, Jacob's going to the 76ers. He's a 76ers fan. I'm a Knicks fan. Obviously, the Knicks are going to win. I'll pick a Knicks. Probably the best game of the weekend. Yes. Um, Rocket Spurs. Spurs at home. That's a solid pick. I'm going Houston, though. That addition of Lou Williams was huge. I don't know. I'm a Spurs fan. My sister's boyfriend's a Spurs fan. Everybody's a Spurs fan. I'm hoping Isaac, if you're listening, I, I want some I want some courtside Spurs tickets. He went to a he went to a he went to the Christmas game courtside. Gabrielle Union was sitting by him. That is wonderful. Right? I'm trying to, against the Bulls. It was against the Bulls. Trying to get some trying to spot some Gabrielle Union. She's not trying to spot you. Probably. Probably. She's married Dwayne Wade, so um, my favorite part of the pick five, we get, I, there's, because there's no, like, really good NCAA games this week, or no really good NBA games this week, we get to talk soccer. I'm so excited. Or, Ugh. as the Europeans call it, football. We get to talk about football. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. Liverpool, home to Arsenal. Liverpool, man. Like me, this, I like me some Beatles. <laughs> Jacob likes him That's some Beatles. That's my extent of soccer and England knowledge. I put this in here because I'm really excited about this game. Got a top top six clash. I'm gonna go with Arsenal. Liverpool's been on a little bit of a slump lately. I don't know. They might be home at Anfield. Might be. We could. I mean, you could go draw if you really wanted to. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the thing Americans don't like about about soccer is like, oh, they could tie. That's the worst. It's like kissing your sister. Oh my lord. Go. I'm I'm going with Arsenal. I'm I'm also an Everton fan, so I don't like Liverpool and that and that thing. And then staying with soccer. MLS starts today. MLS starts today. We got two brand new teams in the in the MLS. Um, Minnesota United, which probably Nick Donheimer's gonna be excited for. I know. I'm Shout excited. Out. <laughs> I'm excited for the Minnesota United. I'm I'm actually still trying to find a team. I was more like I was like Sporting KC, but I was like it's a little too far. But now I got Minnesota United. It's probably like the quickest drive. Go watch watch a game. No, you, know? <laughs> you can go by yourself. And then we also got Atlanta United FC, two brand new teams to the MLS. Um, today's kickoff is Portland Timbers, home to Minnesota United. I got Minnesota United. I'm going with the new boys. My new favorite bandwagon team, Minnesota United. Timbers got that championship caliber team. They've been there. They've been there before. Timbers got that pedigree. 
And then because it is also the um, first day of MLS, we are going to talk about title. We're going to go title because we'll pro- we probably honestly, because Jacob hates soccer so much, we probably won't even talk about MLS until the final. So we're going to pick our title contenders, our title picks right now. Um, I'm going with FC Dallas. They were the regular season champs last year, best record in all the league. Um, I thought they were going to go through last year. They're going to they're gonna go through this year. The West, West Conference has won title last eight years. Going with them. FC Dallas. Galaxy's in the MLS, right? Yes. LA Galaxy. <laughs> Jacob's like, does David Beckham still play? <laughs> Good Lord. All right. And last week uh, we had the political would you rather. Um, this week's a little a little political would you rather. It's a little kind of a little political, a little uh, entertainment based, but a little more political. Um, so the one we came up with is would you rather spend a week with Mike Pence in an Indiana town of his choosing or drink a cup of of Michael Morris bathwater after he just finished running a 5K. That's disgusting. But, like, someone's spending a weekend with Mike Pence. You have to pick the town of his choosing? No, he gets to pick wherever you want. Like, let's say he wants to go to Gary. You gotta spend the whole yeah, week. Yeah, we have to go in his weekend? Like, you, his town? Yeah, you gotta spend. No, not, 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 not the not town. Not his from. town, but the town he picks. The town he picks. Like, let's say Mike Pence is like, Jacob, we're going to Gary, Indiana. You gotta spend the whole weekend. I could dig me some Gary. But th- it could be any town. It could be, like, you know. Yeah. Pawnee. <laughs> Funny, which is a no. real town, but it could be like, is it? Yeah, it's no, it's not. not. It could be like, you know, Muncie. God, Indiana's just so dull. You see, yeah, Indiana's dull, but then you get like, I'm not talking about like a whole cup of Michael Moore's bath water, but like, you know, like a, no, you gotta drink like, a, like a measuring cup. Oh, yeah. Like one, like, you know, <coughs> like a cup <laughs> of milk you put in your, your mac and cheese. It's a tough one. The whole weekend? Yes, yeah, but the whole weekend, I'm talking, you guys leave Friday night after work, he gets just off the fresh VP job, you get off at high V. You guys hit the road to Muncie or wherever he wants to go, and you do not come back till nine o'clock Sunday night. Do we have to share a bed? Because I know Mike Pence has some deep-rooted. Mike Pence does not want you to share a bed with him, so no. But you do share the same room, and you do not I'm... get to stay in Mike Pence's house wherever he lives in. Indiana. I'm drinking Michael Moore's bathwater. You're drinking Michael Moore's bathwater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike Pence, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. He would. I don't know how many times you'd like call me a sinner. I don't know. He'd be so judgy. If I was in the, like the bathroom too long, he'd be banging on the door. What are you doing in there? You're I taking too long. I couldn't spend a whole. How's your prostate? Again. You're taking too long. The only way I could spend a whole weekend with Mike Pence is if we were in like Disney World or something. I feel like he'd just be sad there too. I would just ditch him. It's a big part. I, I could lose him there. You know what? I'm gonna agree with you. I would, I would drink that that Michael Moore bath water. I'd be, it'd be more of a thing as like, yeah, I drink his bath water, not like a, like a pervy way, but like in a famous kind of way, you know. Yeah. I if mean, Michael Moore would even finish the five k. Now, Magarabi, if you're listening, I'll gladly drink your bath oh, water. Oh, jeez. All right, we we got off the top. All right, let us know. Let us know what you, who what, who would you rather? Would you rather spend the weekend like Pence in Indiana town of his choosing, or drink a cup of Michael Moore's bath water? After he just finished the 5K, you can let us know on Twitter. You can let us know on Facebook. You can let us know um, on our uh, our WordPress site. It's just go to WordPress, look up the Pecan Dandies. Um, you let us know that's coming up. Um, big news also right now: we are on iTunes now, so you can check us out on iTunes. You can still check us out on SoundCloud. If you don't have iTunes, I mean, if you don't have like an uh, uh, Apple computer or an Apple phone, check us out on SoundCloud. We'll take those. We'll take those views on SoundCloud. Views or views? We'll gladly take those views on iTunes, too. Um, please just check us out. We'll, we'll have different topics next week. We're still looking for guests. 
We were going to have Maria Killingstown this week. She was going to come on and debate about Fallon. How did she didn't have the juice? She, she didn't have the juice. Hang, she couldn't handle it. She couldn't hang with us. Maria, if you're listening all the way to the end, you're a coward. You didn't have the juice. I want to see Fallon try to. You think Fallon would have handled that mishap at the Oscars? Oh my God, he would have. He, he would have crumbled. He would have just started making like Adam. He done like his Adam Sandler impression. He would have just been making noises. He'd be like, remember that time I, I fluffed Trump's hair? That was funny, right? No. Open invitation, Maria Killingstead. If you want to argue with us, you're always invited. Come on here. Any Fallon liker. I mean, he's not terrible, but any, he's, he's... All right. Any Fallon liker, come on the show. We're also looking for anybody who wants to come on the show. Um, we got a couple people in mind. We'll hit you up if you want to come on. Um, but if you just want to come on and debate about anything, if you want to be just part about the high five, you definitely can do that. Just talk about a little sports. If you want to talk about just politics, just let us know. You can tweet at us again, Facebook. Whatever. Hit us on the WordPress. It's 2017. You know how to get a hold of us. You know how to get a hold of us. We are the Pecan Dandies. And we will see you guys next week.